Welcome to Sleepless in St. Canard, where nostalgia replaces REM cycles. I'm Kitty. And I'm Ange. And we haven't slept in 30 years. This is a podcast about the 90s classic cartoon Darkwing Duck, which we have dedicated a good chunk of our brains to random trivia and knowledge because why be decent at math when you can remember ducks instead? So here we are, Angie. We're making a podcast. After our, like, 15th rehearsal of the intro. Well, it's, it's, uh, think about standard. So yeah, so Darkwing Duck. Some I hope that whoever's listening to this has at least heard of it. If not, why don't you give them a little rundown about what Darkwing Duck is about, Ange? Oh, me? You're putting me on the spot here. Okay. I am. I think, I think you might know a few things about Darkwing Duck. I mean, a little bit, I guess. I, I don't know if I know a whole lot, but... So it's the show about a duck named yeah. Darkwing. Amazing. And uh, he wears a mask and a cape. And, uh, yeah, he, he's a pretty cool dude. and He seems to think so. He does. His alter ego is Drake Mallard, and he adopts an adorable, plucky-spirited young orphan named Goslin Waddlemeyer, who becomes his daughter, and that is pretty much the heart of the entire show. And then they get their sidekick friend, Launchpad McQuack, who is from the DuckTales 1987 uh Yes, 1987 show that preceded it. And then they bring in a whole wonderful cast of supervillains. And it is basically a, a pretty ridiculous show. And it's I think it's one of the few cartoons from Disney, in my opinion, that really put in a lot of slapstick comedy in a way that kind of felt more like Warner Brothers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it has, it has more of a Looney Tunes feel to it, like... Because, you know, the anvils definitely get dropped on quite a few heads, which wasn't, you know, really a thing in DuckTales prior to this. Or even, I guess, any of the Disney shorts before it, that that was kind of like, they kind of operated on not so much like real world rules, but uh, I feel like there would be head trauma involved prior to Darkwing. So he broke that mold and all of his bones. That he did. That he did. Yeah, so that's the basic premise of Darkwing Duck. Ran for 90 episodes? 91. 91 episodes, and it came out in 91. Oh, ho, ho. destiny. This year, it's 30 years old, and uh, Ange and I have been a fans of Darkwing Duck for longer, which is, you know, probably normal. So we figured we'd give this a shot here. Yeah. Give yeah. our hot take talk about ridiculous stuff related to the show because why not and there are a lot of good podcasts out there that go into the lore and they do research and they talk to people who worked on the show and they talk about the we're not one of those where if you want research if you want intelligent conversation i suggest you stop playing this right now (laughs) and go read the encyclopedia britannica because we we are gonna have fun with this my friends and we hope you stick around and have fun with us too yeah i will give a shout out to uh the saint canard files podcast because they do a really good job of podcast episode where they cover you know one darkwing episode summarize like what the episode's about and then as they're going through it they provide all kinds of like neat background information and trivia and facts like who the like voice actors are and any kind of like production 
background stuff about how certain things were made. So I totally recommend them if you're not super familiar with like the cartoon and you want to like hear more about the episodes in detail and any kind of factual cool stuff. They'd be a really cool podcast to check out. So yeah, St. Canard Files. Shout out! We will eventually do episodes of the show and our hot takes on them, but we do have a few kind of different ideas of where we'd want to go. We do want to, you know, of course do the episode discussions. We might have some guest speakers on, like other fans of the show, and possibly some more industry people. We would also, we, we like to go off on wild speculations and fixations on certain things. There'll be a lot of nonsense that we would like to uh, share with you. And if you have any suggestions for us, you can reach us at sleepless, what is it, sleepless.stcanard? Yes, sleepless.stcanard, St. Canard is in stcanard at gmail.com. So yeah, drop us a line. Let us know if you love us. If you hate us, please just don't send it. <laughs> and yeah, we were kind of super stoked about it. So it's kind of a bit of a background here. I've been, I'm not really an active fan. I'm just going to lay my cards on the table. I am a lurker. I have been a lurker in the fandom since about 2003, which is a very long time. I did grow up with the show. And really the only thing that stuck with me was the theme song, because of course. And when I was in college, I did not sleep very much, which is a trend with this podcast. And the Disney Channel was airing Darkwing Duck at one o'clock in the morning. And that's the first time that I saw it in since it aired. And it was, of course, the pilot episode, Darkly Dawns the Duck, which is the best, I think, possibly the best in the series, story-wise and animation-wise. And it's been all downhill from there. Yeah, and I've just kind of, I've drifted in and out a few times, but the Darkwing Duck community is, is really awesome. There's some really great and creative people here, and nothing but love and respect. It just, it's, it's awesome. There's like some of my favorite people I've met through this fandom and through this stupid show about a duck who gets maimed every episode. And yeah, and over the course of my obsession, I met Ange. Ange, take it away. Talk about yourself. Sure. That's the first time I think I've heard you talk about like how you refound the show. Oh yeah? Yeah. Like, Here we go. My name is Ange. And I too grew up on the show. It was on like here in Canada, it was on the Disney channel, which was one of those fancy high channels. It was channel 51. And when I was but a wee young lass, I'd like, you know, rush home from school every day. I think it was like the whole Disney afternoon block. And I forget, I think Darkwing was one of the first shows in the block. So I had to, I always had to rush home because I didn't want to miss any of it. And I was just like- It was like, a mad dash, right? Like pushing other kids down to get them out of the way. Yes. Just friggin' <laughs> football, you know, clothesline people to get out of the way. And uh, I watched it pretty religiously, although I confess that a lot of details I forgot. I'm going to tell you my darkest confession. And it's that before I rewatched the series, I forgot that Goslin was adopted. Because it's only really brought up... In the pilot. Yeah, yeah, in the pilot. And then she mentions the orphanage once 
in one episode, and I think that is Wiffle While You Work, like the Quacker Jack episode when she's, mm-hmm. like, there's, like, a giant doll crying, and she's like, I had a doll like this back in the orphanage or something like that. And that's literally, I think, the only times in the entire series that it's, like, ever mentioned. So I just didn't remember. So for me, like, getting back into the show, there was, like, a couple weird events leading up to, like, me rediscovering the show. I almost feel like it's some kind of weird... What's the word? When there's a bunch of signs and it's fate. Synchronicities? Yeah. The the crop circles in the shape of Negadux had were very clear indication that you should start watching it. Indeed. So I want to say this was in 2004. I was out with my friends after school we would go to this uh thrift store i don't know if you do you have value village in the u.s uh no we have value city it's the the bigger less you know suburban version of it oh wow we're just like a tiny village over here and you're a big old city okay well so (laughs) (laughs) so they have their own metro system and everything So Value Village, we would go there after school because they had clothes for two bucks. I mean, no judgment. Yeah. And uh, so we would just go there and look around and buy up a lot of kid-sized clothes and wear like the tiny little t-shirts. Anyways, one time I was there and I was looking through, I was poking through their stuff and they had a VHS copy of Just Us Justice Ducks. And I I remember looking at it. And I remember Darkwing was always in the back of my head, even long after the show ended, or rather, in my case, we moved and we didn't have the higher channel anymore, so I couldn't watch it. And of course, you know, back in the 90s, if a show wasn't on TV, it was basically gone forever. Like, you couldn't just go onto the internet and Google it and find the episodes hiding in torrents and on YouTube and stuff. It was just gone. So... I basically had to put it behind me, but it was always like a favorite show. So I saw this VHS and I remember I, I I didn't have any money on me at the time and I wanted to buy it. So one of my friends offered to buy it for me, but I was kind of embarrassed because it was like, oh, this is a kid's show about cartoon ducks. So I told her, no, it's fine. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. So like we went back a week later and I had brought some money with me and I'm, I'm going to look for it this time and I'll buy it. But it was gone. No! It was gone. So about a year later, a year or two later, I can't remember what prompted me to start looking for the episodes online, but I started looking for all of the episodes online, and this was before they had been released on DVD. So I was hunting Mm -hmm. around, and I was checking YouTube, and no, wait, YouTube I don't even think existed at this point. This was like, yeah, YouTube was a couple years later. I'm really aging myself here. But there was torrents. We haven't, we haven't slept in 30 years. It's fine. <laughs> it's true. So I was hunting around every torrent site in existence trying to look for Darkwing Duck, and it was nowhere to be found. And then I found it on one single torrent site. It had one single cedar that was seeding it, which means, I don't know people who know what torrents are. Basically, there was one person that had the episodes up to download. And it took me, I think, a month to download the episodes because it was so slow because it was just the one person I was downloading off of. And I remember specifically, I set the priority on the torrents so that the priority, the highest priority episodes were the Negaduck episodes. 
So those came through first and I started watching those ones first. And there was even, I think my Valentine Ghoul, I was so excited to watch it. I started watching the episode before the torrent finished downloading. So there was these weird glitchy gaps as I was watching the episode. <laughs> That's awesome. But then not too long after that, I want to say maybe six months to a year later, they released the first DVD. And that was around the time, I think I came into the fandom right before that. And I found you first, you and one other person who I don't think isn't in the fandom anymore. And I started reading, you had your, your fanfic series. And mm -hmm. I remember reading that. And then I remember, I don't remember who I spoke to first, but yeah. That was how it basically it like reignited my love for the show. And then I bought the DVD when it came out immediately. And it was just a rabbit hole after that. Yeah. Several years later, uh, I am now, I guess I run negaverse.net, which I think might be the only active Darkwing Duck fan site on the internet that's like still updating as far as I'm aware. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know like uh, Kim McFarlane's nega page is still up. Like, you can find it, but it hasn't mm. been updated, and it still has the layout from, like, 1995, so when you go and you check out her website, it's like you're going through a time capsule. It's kind of amazing. And that's awesome. But I think other than that, I think most of the other websites have been lost to the sands of time. So, yeah, I ran Negaverse.net. I ran the Old Haunt forum, which was a Darkwing Duck forum. It still technically exists, but nobody posts there, and it's kind of dead. I think forums in general have just kind of died off since social media. So I, I run that. I run a Discord server called St. Canard. I'm a moderator, I think, on the on the Darkwing Duck subreddit. I'm the moderator of the Darkwing Duck Forever group on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> there's kind of a few... I and feel then like... there's the, the Sleepless in St. Canard blog. Yes, basically, right. wherever there's Darkwing, I put my filthy little hands all over everything. I don't think there's anywhere on the internet that's Darkwing related that I haven't... Like, you haven't fogged up their windows with your breath. Yes, pretty much. So that's pretty much my history with the show. And, and now we've got like a potential reboot coming up. And we just had the DuckTales 2017 reboot come to an end, which brought in some cool stuff that we'll talk about at some point in time. But yeah, that is Ange. It's, it's true. That is Ange, pillar of the community. She's very active and I write on her coattails and just say, what's happening? What, who's this? What's, oh, send me a link to that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's, that's us. And we're going to talk to you about ducks. Because it's what we love to do. It's what we love to do. So prior to this, now that you know more about us and, and who we are and the level of our obsession, we gave each other essay questions to, to answer for each other. We're not going to write an actual essay here. We're just going to answer the questions. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we already did our homework. You guys just have to listen and grade us accordingly. I would like to get an A. So whoever wants to give me an A first, I will make you a macaroni portrait. So the question I posed to Ange requires a little bit of backstory. There is one episode of Darkwing Duck, which is banned. It is banned, 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 and it's called Hot Spills. And in that episode, Goslin 
inadvertently sells her soul to Beelzebub to learn magic. I don't know why Disney has a problem with that. They need to calm down. Nothing wrong with that at all. So, my question to Ange is like, Ange, do you knowingly sell your soul to totally real janitor Beelzebub to be able to use magic a la Goslin in hot spells? Discuss. I'm gonna say, so this is for magic. See, giving my soul to him, we saw the fictional hell in that episode, which was at least Darkwing Duck's hell, which was spending eternity with the Muddlefoots watching Pelican Island reruns. So Heaven. I don't, I'm trying to think of what my personal hell would be. I'm going to say it's just that one picture of Negaduck that you all love to taunt me with. And it's just everywhere and everywhere I look, I it's all I can see. And that's just for all of eternity. I don't know. The picture that Ange is, is referring to is a piece of fan art that apparently everybody in the world thinks is actually official art. And it just, it, it rubs her the wrong way. But I also think that there would probably be that picture and a bunch of raisins. Ugh. Because you hate raisins. Especially in baked goods. They have no business being in baked goods. Okay, so with, <laughs> with that all considered, I'm going to say I probably wouldn't. I don't think it's worth it, especially if this is in the Darkwing Duck universe where you could probably get powers some other way. I mean, there's so many different <laughs> methods, right? Like I could steal <laughs> I could steal a magic item, you know, and gain powers that way or I don't know. Okay, so it's it's the 90s. I can see it. So, it's the 90s and totally real janitor Beelzebub is like, "Hey, and you want some uh, you want some magic powers?" All I need is your soul. And then you whip out like your aviator sunglasses, flip your baseball cap around, hop on your skateboard and say, not today, pops. And then go and like, just do a f***ing <laughs> ollie, right? Like that's skateboard into a nuclear waste dump. And then you ha you become a superhero or villain, whichever. Is that accurate? Yes. And the skateboard is the one that Darkwing rides in the clip art where he has like the two little rockets on the back. It's like, exactly. It's the most beautiful piece of official clip art ever that makes no sense. So yeah. Okay. I, I'm digging your origin story. I'm liking it. And then, so you, you, uh, so since you go into the nuclear waste dump with the skateboard, does that mean that you have skateboard powers? Uh, tell me, tell me what your powers are after that your dip, your skinny dip. I'm going to say my powers are the ability, if you post any kind of screen cap of Negaduck, where part of him cropped out, like his elbow, and you're like, hey, Ange, what episode is this from? I could probably tell you the not only the episode, but the exact scene, just from, I don't know, a picture of his hand. It's the most useless superpower in the world, but that is it, and that is probably what it would be, which I guess okay. in-universe would, uh, would be really weird. I mean, on brand, though. Uh, so... Like, what if you saw, like, CCTV footage of Negaduck in the bank and you caught a glimpse of that elbow? You'd be like, well, I know that he was on his way to go kick some puppies off a bridge. Yeah, I could, you know, tell the police. And... So, yeah, like, predictive, ne like, yeah, tell the police, sure, okay, you go and watch. <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd hand him the puppies. But yeah, so it's like a predictive Negaduck thing, you know where he's gonna be. And Which... you keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. On brand. That's good. You know what? I'm going to rate it for you. We have a rating scale 
that we developed for the episodes, but I'm gonna apply it to you because I feel like you've earned it. So our rating scale is very prestigious. It is the Quackerware Freshness Rating, and uh, that would la. be in reference to my homeboy, Herb Muddlefoot. He is a Quackerware, which is Tupperware, but because everything has to be related to ducks and duckverse, it is Quackerware. So out of the five, zero out of five rating of the story that you just gave me, I'm going to go ahead and give you 11,000 out of five on the freshness rating scale for your origin story. That is very kind and thoughtful of you because I think that's a terrible origin story, but I lowballed it a little bit. Just a little bit. I want to give you your thought-provoking question now. If you were an average citizen living in St. Canard, what would you think your day-to-day -day life would be like for you specifically? Not like a general citizen. For me specifically. Yeah, like it if, is you, going to be. if you, Kitty, like lived in this Duckverse and you lived in St. Canard, what would your average citizen life be like? Okay, break it down for you. So, St. Canard approximately 7.45 in the morning. Realistically, I should be leaving for work at eight. So I wake up, I wake up late, probably because Megavolt has knocked out the power. And then uh, what are you gonna do about that? And then when I go to take a shower, the water's cold because Liquidator and Isis Vanderchill swiped right on each other last night in my pipes. No! Uh, probably get stuck in traffic because Negata blew up the bridge get into work, and then I have to listen to my stupid co-workers spout conspiracy theories about hat aliens taking over the politicians in order to further their evil ways. Like, how could you even tell? Ugh. And then I can't get fresh produce anywhere because Brushroot has made it all sentient. And then when I finally get home, probably all my video game consoles are gone and replaced with, like, paddle balls or chomping teeth or something stupid. And then I try to draw, but of course, you know, Splatter Phoenix comes through her YouTube channel and starts making fun of my art, so I give up. And then I try to sleep, and then I'm haunted by a Mr. Banana Brain, so then I move to Spoonerville. Interesting, interesting. Do you think the citizens have supervillain insurance for all the damages that must happen on a regular basis? I think that they, they have to, to a certain extent, but I also feel like they probably have to have, like, Darkwing insurance, too, because he also messes up everything constantly. I was about to say that! I was gonna say, do you think they throw in Darkwing insurance? And I was, I want to say that's probably extra, and most of them can't afford it, and that's why they all, <laughs> they get, like, super, like, salty. I hate him so much. They're, they're, like, watching with bated breath as he's fighting a villain, and anytime the villain does anything that destroys a building, they're like, okay, that's fine, and then Darkwing, I don't that's know. That's covered, that's covered. <laughs> yeah, he, like, crashes into something and they're like god damn it darkwing He's like gnash their teeth shake their fist at the sky yeah so i i think that's pretty accurate i mean because there's a lot of property damage that goes on in, in darkwing duck avengers level and the citizens just kind of got to deal with it and rebuild and go back to their lives so i feel like this is a regular thing and you just have to put up with it yeah so that's why I moved to Spoonerville. I feel like probably Cape Suzette isn't isn't much better, although they're there I guess most of the action in that show happens in the skies. And it was uh, in the thirties. Yeah, so that's that's my that's true. Everything was much better then. <laughs> no, it wasn't. So yeah, so that's my answer. I feel like my life would probably be a depressing parody of my own life. <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'd get, you know, 
superpowers or something, but I feel like it would probably not, I would probably just be like, oh no, I just got like a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely, absolutely 1000% be a member of the Gizmoduck fan club because I love Gizmoduck because you know why? He's a good egg. He's a good egg. He did, did him a little dirty on Darkwing, but we'll get to that at some point. I have a lot of thoughts on, uh, on Gizmoduck and his representation. I feel in like that the could Darkwing Duck yes, universe. that could be a whole episode in and of itself, and I look forward to that day. It could be. Yeah, do we want to talk about our categories? We sure do. So we have between Ange and I, we have thought up ridiculous categories to classify the episodes of Darkwing Duck into, and how we will be making this work for episode reviews is rather than watching them in any kind of viewing order, because there are several, one of them doesn't make any sense and the other one does, but I feel like that's, that's too easy. That's too easy. It's too predictable. And uh, watching them in any kind of order ain't what we about. So we made up our own little classifications. And at the end of this episode, we will put all of the names of the episodes into a randomizer and that will choose what episode we watch and discuss next time. So, Ange, do you want to start off with the category names? Okay, so we decided to come up with a few very useful categories that surely just, you know, make total sense. And we were going to slot some of these uh, here episodes into the categories. We weren't going to do all the episodes at once, I believe, because that would take a long while. So we'll probably do that over a few different podcast episodes. But we'll we'll start with the categories. And we'll, did we each pick an episode and we we're just going to talk about it? I picked one for each. So I figured we could read the names of the, the categories. And then you and I could talk about what episodes we picked and a brief description of why we put it there. Okay, okay. So you, I will read the categories. Drum roll, please. Uh. <laughs> Beautiful. Our first category is God Tier. Our second category is Random Alternate Universe Episodes slash Tadstones Sis f- Continuity. By the way, <laughs> this podcast is going to have some swear words in it. Oh, yes. I guess not we, for the youngins. Not for the youngins. Next category, episodes everyone forgot existed. Uh, this is my favorite category that you came up with, Kitty, and it is throw the whole episode in the dumpster. Good one. And then we have the writer's barely disguised fetish. We have Herb Muddlefoot. Just that, that's also known as the god tier. No, it's not. <laughs> it could be. Uh, it could be. Outdated pop culture references. Let's get problematic. Which is very creative, by the way. Props to you on that one. And uh, the final category... Oh, wait, no, there's two more. Weirdly Dark and Amazing Team-Ups. So those are our ten categories. And prior to recording this, Ange and I each picked out ten episodes that we felt deserved these classifications. And we will now discuss. So let's, let's start up at the top here with God Tier. I picked Let's Get Respectable. Oh no. Because in that episode, that's the one where Darkwing has to, you know, lighten his his image for PR. But there's two things in the episode that really live in my beating heart. I mean, it's a Negaduck episode, so that's always fantastic. But we get to see his alleyway lair, which is spectacular. And there is a small little voice clip 
of two police officers <laughs> that warms the cockles of my heart every time I hear it. It's my God, too. Is it the How's That Donut? <laughs> yeah. Hey, how's that donut? <laughs> God tier. <laughs> so that's my pick. What's yours? This was really hard for me because I have a few different episodes that I like for different reasons that I think are all God tier. Ultimately, I settled on life, the negaverse, and everything for several of reasons, of course. Not just because it is a negadec episode. It's just a really good episode in general going into the negaverse and you get to see the fearsome five plus the friendly four and you get to see Nega Goslin and that other person that I hate yeah <laughs> I don't know it's it it's a pretty uh well-rounded episode the animation isn't perfect it's got like a specific animation style to it that is like that studio specifically which is kind of interesting has a few episode errors here and there but on the whole I remember as a kid specifically this was the episode that me and my cousin with when we were playing make-believe we'd pretend we were traveling through a birthday cake into another universe that like, <laughs> that like really stuck with me. So, yes. Yeah, that's a really good one. And it's the, uh, you know, the catalyst for every single Negaverse OC that has been created since. So it's, it's a good one. I would also like to just say as a disclaimer that I did not pick like my top. I picked ones that I thought were, were interesting. I also kind of wanted to keep you on your toes. So obviously I would have picked like Justice Justice Ducks if I was going for my, like my perfect episodes. So... I just wanted to say that since you're pulling out the big guns, I, I don't want people to think I have trash taste. Okay. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's go on to random alternate universe episodes. Okay. I picked Twitching Channels. Ooh. Because that's the one where Darkwing and Megavolk get pulled into the human world and they're actors on a TV show, but it's it's never a good time when there's humans on Darkwing Duck. It really isn't. They're They're just wrong. Completely wrong. It's just, no thank you. It's funny because so far the two episodes that you have named for your categories, I have put into other categories that will oh. <laughs> that are going to pop up after. So I picked Secret Origins of Darkwing Duck, which is, yes. I think, a fairly obvious one because not only is it an AU, but it is like one where the continuity makes no sense. Just... The writer saw the Christopher Reeve Superman movie and was like, yeah, sure. Pretty much, pretty much. Because there's like a few different, there's like not that many, but he has like a few different origin stories and like a few alternate universe situations. But that one is to me the most obvious. Yes, that one is, that is definitely like the, the pinnacle of Tad Stone saying, what's a continuity? And jumping out the window and like parachuting away when anybody <laughs> tries to ask him questions about it. Accurate. Yes. So, all right, so that's awesome. So, alternate universe. And then we have episodes everyone forgot existed. And I will also say that I have not watched much of Darkwing Duck in the last fill in the blank many years. <gasps> uh, so I honestly Blasphemy. do not, I do not remember this episode. It's Bareth Skin Thug. Oh, okay. I can tell and you about that just, one. And it's just, I just, I just wrote down camping, <laughs> bears, steel beak. So <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> that is the episode where Darkwing wants to take Goslin camping and she tries to resist and he chains her to the passenger seat and forces her to go into the wilderness with him. 
And then there's a bear terrorizing them. And it's actually a robotic bear that Steelbeak is using. And I forget specifically what the foul goal was in that episode. I'm sure it had to do with taking over the world and destroying nature and whatnot. <laughs> it's also most known among the fandom for the meme where Steelbeak says, nature makes me gag. But then somebody cut <laughs> somebody somebody cut off the audio at the end, so he says, "Nature makes me." No, it's fresh air. <laughs> That's the. <laughs> so he says, <laughs> he says, "Fresh air makes me gay," and it's just <laughs> the most beautiful meme. Yeah. No memory of this one at all, even with your beautiful description. I just keep trying. Like I read it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, camping," and then. Pete and PJ are there and they listen to Powerline. I was like, no, 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 I have no idea. So that's mine. What's yours? So I have a pretty good memory for every single episode. You name an episode and I can probably give you a pretty rough summary of the episode and who was in it. But there was one episode that I was staring at the titles and I was like, I don't remember what this episode is about. And the title is misleading and it is Bad Tidings. Oh, yes. I always think that that's a Liquidator episode, and it's not. So I got it mixed up with, when I was thinking of Bad Tidings, I was thinking of when Fowl stopped the Earth from spinning, and then one side of the Earth was frozen, and the other side got super hot, because it's messing with, you know, Earth stuff. But that's actually trading faces. This episode, Bad Tidings, is a Steelbeak episode. But what's interesting is this episode, Goslin and Launchpad, I think it's the only episode where they're both absent. They're not in the episode at oh. all. It's a Darkwing Duck and Grizzly Cough adventure episode. Oh, okay. So like Grizzly Cough. Yeah, so basically Fowl is screwing with the moon to control the tides of the ocean for reasons <laughs> I don't remember. You control the tides, you control the surfers, and the surfers make all the decisions. Yes, and uh, so I guess Darkwings force the team up with Grizzly Cough, and they go to like an island and Steelbeak appears, and that is all I remember about the episode. I don't remember anything else. The only reason that I even remember this is because I scrubbed through it really quickly, and I just saw, like, a shot of Darkwing and Grizzly Cough, and I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. But, yeah, that is my episode that I forgot existed. Ah, interesting. I, I, that does not ring any bells at all. Okay, so cool. We'll add that to the list. I am excited then, for this next category because I have a lot to say, but you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you go ahead. You want me to start it? Sure. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. All right. So then we have throw the whole episode in the dumpster. And for me, this was a hard one because there are several villains on Darkwing Duck that I do not like at all. And Jambalaya Jake is the top. <laughs> but for me, I had to pick getting antsy because <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy, the stupid little guy with his ants. And uh, no. So that, just throw it away. So what you're saying is you're a lily put stan. Uh, yep, yep, you got me. <laughs> is there anything in particular about that episode and why you hate it? I think he's really annoying. And that's, they're like on a miniature golf course. Is that that one? Yes, and Darkwing Duck gets shrunk down and he defeats, yep. he defeats Lilliput by becoming a microbe and giving him a cold. See, 
No, that just uh, no, that doesn't do it for me. Just throw it away. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, ex- it's expired. It's expired. Okay, um, I want to talk about my episode because please do. I find this episode upsets me on several different levels, <laughs> and it, it is slime. Okay, you're okay. Okay. So go off. <laughs> this is the episode where uh, Goslin gets turned into a slime monster. And it's a Bushroot episode. But the reason I dislike this episode so much is that Darkwing Duck is a flawed character. And that's the point of him. He's a jerk. And it's his mm-hmm. selling point is that he's an imperfect hero. But the heart and soul of it is that regardless, he loves his daughter Goslin and he'll do anything for her. But they kind of pushed him a little too far in the jerk direction. And I don't know. He's just so bad in this episode especially with goslin and there's this one particular scene where he deflects a hug from goslin she's a slime monster and she goes over to hug him for comfort and he gets all disgusted and he shoves her away and it plays (laughs) and it plays sad violin music in the background as it shows goslin's heart breaking (laughs) Oh my God. isn't it like she she needs to be cured in a certain time frame too yes because so, her brain is turning her... to mush yes so and... it's even worse that he's nasty to her. and then it gets worse okay i'm gonna actually include a clip of this in the podcast because i think it will truly drive this home but afterwards they're like walking around looking for bushroot and goslin's like i'm tired of being a slimy crime fighter i just want to be your daughter again don't be silly you're more than a daughter now you're a tool in the utility belt of justice (sighs) (laughs) isn't that like i feel like that's almost a little too out of character for darkwing even though he gets carried away a lot of the time I don't think he'd be so carried away that he would treat her as, like, an object for fighting crime. Uh, yeah, especially since, you know, he's supposed to be saving her. I mean, Darkwing Duck is a show that is filled with inconsistently written characters, but it's not usually him. They do lean on the, you know, the Dickwing Duck thing a little bit <laughs> as we refer to him when he's just too too terrible. But yeah, no, I, I, I barely remember that one. But yeah, that that's, throw that away. Bye-bye, Dad. Yeah. And then it gets worse. Well, not worse. But there's <laughs> You're just... not done yet. <laughs> so Bushroot is being really creepy and he wants a friend and Goslin is sad because she's a slime monster and her dad won't pay attention to her. So Bushroot is begging her to be his best friend. And this is a man who is probably in his 40s or 50s. Small nine-year-old girl, you can be my best friend. That's not weird at all. And then her brain starts to deteriorate from turning into slime. So then she just starts groaning and making like, she just like is brainless. And then she turns into goop and then she starts eating everything. And it's just, there's a lot of gross slime scenes that just, I don't know. I just, I can't deal with it. I really hope this is the one that comes up that we have to watch for next week. (laughs) And then the lawn, because I can't remember why, but then the lawn, like the actual, I don't know, around Bushu's greenhouse becomes sentient and turns into like a woman. I can't remember what the lawn tries to do, but I seem to recall like it getting mowed down and then maybe Bushroot gets mowed down in this episode. I feel like he gets mowed a couple times, so I can't yeah. remember. But yeah, it's just, it's a bad episode. I don't like it. It goes in the trash. That's where it belongs. Right. Slam dunk right into the dumpster. Okay. Slime okay. You're not okay. 
I really hope you watch that one now. <laughs> and then our next category is the writer's barely disguised fetish. Yes. I have a bit of a tirade to go on here, so I don't know. Do you have a long thing to say about yours? Do you want to go first? I'll go first because mine isn't super long. There's two episodes I was kind of picking between. One of them is the one that I feel is definite fetish material, and the other one is not the whole episode, but one part that I think probably awoke something in a few people. And that is Let's Get Respectable. And it is the scene with Negaduck in the diaper. Oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was that one, too. See, that's a, that's a god-tier episode. And it awoke something in me. A respect for, for men in diapers. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, I actually went ahead and I started looking up who wrote this episode because I wanted to know who I needed to kink shame. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was looking to see if there was any crossover between this episode and some of the other weird episodes. Like if they had some of the same writers, you know, if there's like a bit of a trend here. But there doesn't really seem to be. There's a lot of different writers. So that's mm. that. They, they, they scrubbed the credit from the annals of time. Yes. So mine is kind of a stretch, but just because I don't get it. I don't get it. So... I'm gonna, we're going to go down a little little rabbit hole here. Okay. So I just want to say that this show came out in 1991, okay? Elvis mm-hmm. Presley died in 1977. Mm-hmm. He was in so many kids' cartoons, like, as a reference. Like, Rock-A-Doodle was basically Elvis as a chicken. And he makes, like, there is an entire gang of annoying characters in the episode Paradox that are Elvis- so it's like who it's uh, it just and you feel that's a fetish it's an l i feel like it's an elvis fetish yeah there has to be one let's call them gracelanders so gracelanders (laughs) probably were like you know what kids love kids love elvis you know what no and then we're gonna have jim conning sing a whole elvis style song about darkwing duck in this episode it's like this is just like Elvis porn for kids who never asked for it. It's also, I think, a really bad episode. So, Paradox. You're correct, though, that I remember very specifically a lot of weird Elvis references and, like, all kinds of stuff. And the one thing I didn't get is that it was always a reference to that he wasn't really dead. Or, like... Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I remember, like, Garfield or something. I remember specifically watching one where it was, like, he lived on and it was... I, I didn't really... I was so young, I didn't really know who Elvis was. And I never got it. I was like, I don't understand yeah. who this person is. No! And, you know, it's like it came in so many cartoons of the era... And- and it's just like, were we supposed to care about Elvis? Because I didn't care about Elvis. I've tried to care about Elvis, <laughs> but I just don't. And then there's like, you know, the different iterations of, you know, the the, the Elvis verse. Enter the Elvis verse. There's fat Elvis. There's young Elvis. There's, you know, drunk Elvis. It's like, there's so, like I don't care about any of these. Where's the, you know, when's the Elvis cinematic universe going to be over? Doesn't he fight zombies in that one movie? Or is it mummies? Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think it's mummies. Yeah. Yeah, Elvis. I don't get it. Paradox. Don't get it. Fair, fair. There you go. So that's my my thoughts on Paradox. And then we have a beautiful category next, if you would like to read it off. It is. Is it Herb Muddlefoot or Herb Muddlefoot? Oh, Herb. It's Herb. His name is Herbert. Okay, Herbert Muddlefoot. And it is literally just a category for him. 
you can yours? you can go first because I feel oh, I want to I want to guess. Can I guess which okay. one you picked? Was it the Merchant yes. of Menace? It was. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the pentultimate. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I feel like it would be a good one if we do watch it because that's our rating system. Personally, the one that I feel like I've watched the most is You Sweat Your Life. Really? Yep. Why? I don't know. I like that one. I like the way he, I don't know. There's a lot of herb in it. And Hamilton Camp, who is the voice of Gizmoduck, is the bad guy in that episode. Huh. Hmm. Oh, you're right. Yeah, he plays Jock Newbody. <laughs> can't, can't possibly be a villain with a name like that. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So I yeah. figured you were going to pick Merchant of Menace, so I purposely picked a different episode in that okay. event. And I picked Malice's Restaurant. Oh, nice! And I, yes. picked, I picked this one specifically because I really liked the Morgana and Herb moments. Like, the fact that, like, he's really disturbed at the beginning. But he's so taken by her and her cooking that he gives her his apron, which is the biggest honor ever. And she... Absolutely! Like, it was just a very... I just thought it was very cute the way he welcomed her in. And, you know, you're one of us now kind of thing. And, yeah. Drake, take notes. Drake, take notes indeed. So yeah, that's the episode I picked for that because it, it was just a nice, it was a nice moment with him. Plus, it's a Morgana episode, and we love us some Morgana. It's true, Morgana Macabre haters do not interact. We don't want to hear it. She's our queen. Okay, so that's exciting. I hope we watch that one. Up next, we have outdated pop culture reference, which you know it, it is the nineties. So everything is essentially out of date <laughs> by now, but I feel like some of them have aged not very well. Mm-hmm. So I picked Twin Beaks. I knew you were going to pick that. I had that on my list. It's the one <laughs> Kitty will probably pick. Because I'm still waiting for David Lynch to write his Bushroot uh, Husk follow-up episode, <laughs> which, you know, we'll see if that happens. But I actually hadn't watched Twin Peaks until recently. And it's just, it's such a weird one. It's really such a weird episode. I wasn't familiar with Twin Peaks, and it wasn't until someone was like, yeah, you know, it's literally based off, you know, Twin Peaks, and the music and the scenes and everything are from episodes. And I was like, oh, so they didn't just, like, make this up at random, and they weren't smoking something at the time. Like, this is legit based I mean, on they something. may have. They might have been. They were uh, puffing on that bushroot husk. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see I see we have mind melded here. I see. It's finally happened. We wear the same alien hat. It's beautiful. So yeah, so Twin Beaks is mine. What's yours? I went with Twitching Channels, specifically the children in that episode. When he meets them, when he goes into our world, they're like mm. everything about them, the way they talk and the clothes they're wearing and their hairstyles, it's very early nineties. And they're like, way cool, a talking duck. And <laughs> it was just like, I remember watching it. It was, was it even like this when we were kids? Or is this what the adults at the time thought kids sounded like? I can't. I feel like if kids didn't say radical at least five times a day, they were thrown into solitary confinement. Like, because I knew you were going to pick Twin Beaks. So I, I was like, I got to mix it up. And that was what came to mind was... Just those, like, the kids and the general feel of that episode. It's very dated. It is. It is. And then we have Let's Get Problematic. Yay! 
say, and mine, again, is just one that I have no memory of, and I read a synopsis of it and was kind of like, ooh, Kung Fooled. Oh, yes. So that seems like it is ripe with the Asian stereotypes. It is, and also, if I recall correctly, I think they mixed up cultures, like they melded a bunch of different cultures, because it's about Kung Fu, but huh. I'm pretty sure they throw in references from, like, cultures that, like, are completely different Asian cultures, and whoever wrote it was just like, surely they're all the same, did not do any research, and then there's, like, the Asian version of Honker Muddlefoot named Duckling. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I feel yes. like specifically 90s cartoons when it came to Asian representation was just really bad. Yeah. Thanks. Like anything like from that era, Rescue Rangers and even Quack Pack, I want to say, like there's just, there's some, <laughs> there's some bad stuff. There were some choices made. Goodness gracious. Oh, I agree with you. I actually, I had a few that I listed and I was going to pick whatever you didn't pick. So Kung <laughs> Fooled was on my list because of uh -huh. those reasons. There's a couple here. Oh, it's so hard to pick. <laughs> They're so problematic. Um, I'll go with the most obvious one. And it is Dances with Bigfoot. See, I don't remember that one either. I assume it has something to do with Native Americans. Yes, I think I, I told you about this one a couple weeks ago when we were coming up with the categories. It's the episode where Goslin wakes up and Drake is missing. And she dons the disguise of the crimson quackette. And I can't remember how she like, right. she finds him, but he's been kidnapped on an island by natives. And it's that, you know, classic stereotype where like the natives treat the person like a god and, but they're going to sacrifice them to a volcano mm. or whatever sort of thing. And mm -hmm. like the person doesn't know. So they're just like, yeah, I'm being, I'm being treated great. I remember specifically Drake is getting massaged and he doesn't want to leave and she's like you know you gotta listen up we you gotta get out of here and i forget the rest of the episode but there's a lot of any kind of indigenous stereotype you can imagine i'm pretty sure like even the name the name dances with bigfoot is clearly like a, a play on dances with wolves yeah and i think it's like a play on you know like stereotypical native names like what people would think mm. they would be it's just it's quite a mess in terms of uh any kind everything of... <laughs> yeah very much so <laughs> but i haven't watched the episode in a really long time so i can't specifically spell out every single instance but i'm just gonna say the, fine. the whole episode its entire existence is let's get problematic if that one gets picked we'll suffer together indeed and i did have a few others but i will save those for the next time we do categories for next time we play russian roulette yes and then we have our final category which is amazing team-ups. We have two more categories. Oh. oh my god, you did the same thing. We just don't <laughs> want to talk about Weirdly Dark. We just... <laughs> so we have two more categories. We have Weirdly Dark, and I picked Dead Duck. Okay, okay, that's fair. It's a good episode, but Darkwing also does die in it and goes on a tour of hell and heaven. It's to meet the Grim Reaper, Dodge Claude Frollo. So yeah, so and he gets to see his grieving family. And it's really pretty dark. It's a whole big PSA about how you should wear a helmet when you're riding your motorcycle. And his gravestone is a pylon with his photograph <laughs> taped to it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, so there's like several different episodes I could have picked for this one. But I specifically went with In Like Blunt 
because at the beginning they show several on-screen deaths. Oh. I don't know if you remember, but like Darkwing marches into Shush headquarters and he's talking to Hooter, who's explaining to him that a bunch of their agents have been murdered. And then he shows them, he turns on the screen and he shows two agents frozen in a popsicle. And then, yes. and then he talks about another one being eaten by a snake. And then he hands Darkwing Duck a can and he says that like Agent Campbell, the undercover agent at a fish packing plant, got packed <laughs> into this can. And DW's response is just, canned on the job, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hero of our hearts. Yeah, uh, so basically, like, a whole bunch of people are murdered at the very beginning, and it's just kind of glossed over really comically. But when you think about it, that's pretty dark. It is. It's uh, Darkwing gets the job through a river of blood. Fowl or whoever had a list of all the agents, so they were all being compromised. But Darkwing is a vigilante who's not on the list, so he wouldn't be caught. Yeah, it's Phineas Sharp, I think. Yes, Phineas Sharp. So yeah, that is my... I like that one too. That's that is, a good episode. It is. And that is my weirdly dark episode. Okay. I could dig it. And then, <laughs> the moment we've all been waiting for is the final category. Amazing team ups. I feel like you're going to pick an episode with Gizmo Duck in it. What? How <laughs> did you know? And there are a few, but I felt like starting with the first one. So I picked Tiff of the Titans, where not only Gizmo Duck appears... But my personal fave, Fenton Crackshell, it's great. And you get to see how frustrated they are with each other. And it is poetry in motion. And Steelbeak's Blair is a bowling alley. And that's all I have to say about that one. I hope you watch that one. That's a good one. The beginning of two special frenemies. Yes. I had a feeling, I was like, she's going to pick one of the episodes where Gizmo Duck and Darkwing team up. Because there are good episodes whenever they team up. They're great. They hate, like, you know, his pure hatred of Gizmo Duck and Gizmo Duck just trying to be the best he can is just so funny. And Giz is a little aware of it sometimes, but for the most part, he just has no idea. And it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> Agreed. I went with Jailbird, the episode where Darkwing has to team up with the Fearsome Four to overthrow Mega Negaduck, because I thought it was... Negaduck has flooded the city and turned it into boiling water, and they're floating together on a raft, and they're all sipping tea together. (laughs) 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 And then, like, Darkwing's trying to cheer them up. You know, we can do this! And I like those episodes where Darkwing teams up with the villains to overthrow the bigger threat, and... I thought that one in particular, even though they obviously betray him at the end, I thought that was a very interesting team up because they were really efficient when you think about it. They conquered Negaduck pretty quickly. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that one. I, I honestly don't even know the last time I saw that one. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I have seen all the Negaduck episodes at least like a hundred <laughs> times over. So I remember, so you them are... in, I remember them in embarrassingly good detail. And his uh, elbows, his, 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 his elbows just... and whatnot. <laughs> cool. So that's our our first round O picks. So from there, we will be collecting them all and putting them into a randomizer. Are you doing that now or later? I'm gonna do that now, so we can react in real time. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Is it actually a wheel? It is. Can you see the the wheel? Yes, I can see the wheel. It's beautiful. Okay. 
So here we go. We're gonna spin the wheel and we're gonna see what is the haps. Cool. All right, you ready, Ange? Yes, I'm ready. Spin the wheel. Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. turn, turn, turn. <laughs> what is the lesson that we shall learn? Uh, uh, <laughs> twitching channels. We have a winner. Bravo. Okay, so we will be watching twitching channels and we'll react together the next time we record. So we shall not talk about this episode again until we record this podcast and you don't even try to talk to me about twitching channels because I will not listen to you. Twitching channels next time we will watch that episode and same we'll... duck time, <laughs> same duck channel. Same duck time, same duck channel. And this has been the first episode, episode zero, if you will, of Sleepless in St. Canard. Thanks for, for listening, guys. We'd really like to, you know, keep this going. If you like it, let us know. Again, we're at sleepless.saidcanard, S-T, canard, at gmail.com. Drop us a line, let us know what you think. And we'll have a few social media places set up probably by the time that this is published. So we'll drop that info in here too. I did make a Facebook um, group, but, yeah. but you don't have Facebook, so I don't, I don't have I don't a Facebook. Know. I could do like I could take to Twitter, or I could take you know Instagram. But you you could do a Facebook. We'll we'll take over everything one social media at a time. Yeah. So okay. So do we have anything else we want to say? No. Uh, I would encourage people to you know email us, send us your questions, comments. Do you agree with the categories that we? Put the episodes into do you you know have anything you'd like to add what would you like to hear us talk about etc yeah any talking points you want to get our hot takes on if you want to hear more about the very small clothes that angie used to buy for two dollars <laughs> at value town the value village oh i'm so sorry I, I downgraded to a town it's just getting smaller and smaller it's a hamlet and you know, whoever bought that VHS of Justice Justice Ducks, we're coming for you. Just, <laughs> that's that's the point of this podcast. It is actually we are going to stalk that person down and get that VHS back so that Ange can have it and not be able to watch it because who has VHS players anymore? I do. I think. Well, well, then there you need it. <laughs> Cough it up, universe. Well, okay. So I think that's it for us for this first episode. Very exciting. Thanks for listening, and that's all for now. And remember, crime never sleeps, and neither do we. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.